In the Bible, God is sometimes represented in wind and fire. What do we hear if we listen to wind and fire today? Join with me as we listen to creation. Hi, Paul Shepard here, and welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. I want to begin with a question, which is this. If I told you that the Spirit of God was about to show up right now, what would you be expecting? What does the Spirit of God look like, or sound like, or smell like, or taste like, or feel like? Two very classic ways that God shows up in the Bible are wind and fire. For example, in the book of Acts, the disciples are hiding in a house, and, quote, suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, end quote. And in the mythical story of the Exodus, God appears as fire to lead the Hebrew people. Quote, God was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day, and in a pillar of fire at night, end quote. In the Bible, God is sometimes represented by wind and fire. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You're probably thinking that, well, in biblical times, the options that people had for expressing their experiences of God were, well, a little bit limited. In classical thinking, reality was composed of only four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. So, of course, ancient stories of God involve fire and earth, air, which would include wind, and water, which would include floods. Perhaps in the Bible, wind and fire are just metaphors for experiences of God, and not really meant to be taken literally. But before we write off wind and fire as simply metaphor for the voice of God, perhaps we should try to listen for the voice of God in the literal wind and the literal fire today right now. We often say God is still speaking. Shouldn't we at least give it a listen? Are there any messages we can find and win in fire today? Well, unfortunately, yes. Let's start with the wind. Let's listen to wind. If we listen to wind, we hear the voice of climate change. Our planet has always had storms, including hurricanes, but scientists are now convinced that climate change is changing the nature of those storms. According to the Center for Climate and Energy Solutions, quote, recent analyses conclude that the strongest hurricanes occurring in some regions, including the North Atlantic, have increased in intensity over the past two to three decades. But the continental United States in the Atlantic Basin models project a 45 to 87 percent increase in the frequency of Category 4 and 5 hurricanes. If we listen to wind, we hear a story about climate change. Let's listen to fire. If we listen to fire, we hear the voice of environmental destruction. The Amazon rainforest, also known as the lungs of the planet, have always been cleared for land. In the past, this was done by subsistence farmers and loggers using hand tools, and that had a fairly minimal impact on the overall forest. 
But by the 1980s, large international corporations started destroying the rainforest on a much larger scale. The primary application for the cleared land was raising livestock. But crops and mining also lead to deforestation. And today, many of the crops grown, particularly soybeans, are used to feed livestock. Palm oil production has also become significant. If we listen to fire, we hear a story about environmental destruction. Since this podcast is about Christianity, it seems reasonable to ask if the Bible has anything to say on the subjects of climate change and environmental destruction. Well, we can maybe find some loose metaphors, but the plain fact is that the biblical authors could never have understood climate change and environmental destruction the way we do today. Jesus simply could not have thought about environmental issues in the sense that we have to today. Climate change and environmental destruction are relatively modern issues. And, you know, we should be clear, it's not because the ancient people were nicer than we are. It's just that when the global population was a lot lower, and when having a power tool meant owning a human slave, the amount of environmental destruction you can do is limited. We are only capable of destroying our environment so quickly now because of mechanization, militarization, and global markets. Climate change and environmental destruction are modern. This is expressed actually in a very interesting way on the website theworldaccounts.com. They say that if you compress the history of the Earth to fit into one calendar year, then human beings have only been around for the last 37 minutes. And on that scale, we have collectively used up about one-third of the Earth's natural resources in the last 0.2 seconds. Our problems are very modern. But if we're willing to take the words of Jesus a bit out of context, perhaps we can find some wisdom there anyway. In Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 28, for example, Jesus said, quote, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost, to see whether you have enough to complete it? Otherwise, when you have laid a foundation and are not able to finish, all who see it will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and was not able to finish. Now, I think on the surface that doesn't really seem particularly full of wisdom. It seems kind of obvious. I mean, of course we want to know the full cost of a project before we begin it. But actually, we often completely ignore the actual cost of many, many things that we do. One place where we refuse to count the true cost of a project is how we choose to eat. Both climate change and the destruction of the rainforests are driven by a number of factors, but current research demonstrates that the number one driver of both climate change and rainforest destruction is animal agriculture. It has been calculated by some that 91% of rainforest destruction is caused by animal agriculture when you add together the amount of land cleared for grazing and the amount of land cleared to grow soybeans to feed to the livestock. The main reason that the rainforests are burning right now is because rich people around the world want to eat meat, something that I know seems very normal to most of us. But simply put, we, meaning we as a planet, cannot afford to keep eating so much meat. The hidden costs of eating meat, like our national debt, are beyond what we can even pay. But there is hope in this too. 
According to the Huffington Post, quote, research consistently shows that drastically reducing animal food intake and mostly eating plant foods is one of the most powerful things you can do to reduce your impact on the planet over your lifetime in terms of energy required, land use, greenhouse gas emissions, water used, and pollutants produced, end quote. Eating too much meat causes destruction on other levels, including damage to human health. But those are subjects for a different episode. For today, I simply want to remind people that our most pressing environmental issues are all substantially caused by our support of the livestock industry and our love for eating meat. You know, I've spoken about environmental issues for a long time. And years ago, it was so much easier to talk about environmental problems and how to fix them. It was so simple. I mean, messages would be like, change your light bulbs, don't run the water while you brush your teeth, use your blue box. Simple things that did not call on us to change our lifestyles. But when we look around today, we have to accept the fact that those attempts at saving the environment have not been adequate. And now, for the sake of our environment, we need to go further and we need lifestyle changes. We need to challenge the status quo at many levels, and we need to substantially reduce our meat consumption. Jesus said the truth will set us free, but do we really want that freedom, and are we willing to accept that truth? God is still speaking. We can hear the voice of God in wind and in fire today, now, and that voice is calling us to wake up to the problems that the status quo ways we live are actually killing us all. That voice is calling us to consider the full cost of the lifestyle decisions we are making, and we need to eat differently. God is still speaking. The only question really is, are we listening? Amen. Hi again, and thanks for joining in today. I'm Rev. Dr. Paul Shepard, a minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Sidham Heritage United Church in Brantford, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I am passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel and feel free to visit the church, either in person or online. You might also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.